Moncrief on News Talk. There's an American guy called Alan Lomax who in the early 20th century spent years in the US recording folk and blues singers singing songs that otherwise would never have been written down and probably eventually been lost. And in Ireland, we had our own Alan Lomax. His name was Tom Munley. And during his lifetime, he recorded and thus rescued over 20,000 songs, many of which went on to be recorded by the likes of Lancome and Planksty. On Christmas Eve, T.G. Cahar will screen a documentary about Tom's life and work. And we're joined now by his friend and brother-in-law, Jerry O'Reilly. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? Uh, how did you first meet him? Well, I first met Tom in O'Donoghue's pub in 1963. <laughs> we were both 18-year-olds, uh, 17-18-year-olds uh, at that time and interested in the ballads, as they were called in those days, and uh, hanging around. That was the D- Dubliners and Sweeney's men, all those sorts of people were hanging around in O'Donoghue's at that time. Mm. And so, well, that kind of... And, and the ballads, as you call them then, they would have been singing very well-known songs. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, what drove Tom to go exploring? Well, he he was he, I, I, just go back a bit further. He was in the Boy Scouts, and the, the people there start singing these songs, and he was curious about them. And then, of course, we had um, the, the Clancy Brothers and the Dubliners start to come on the scene. So, and um, people started to become interested in songs and looking for old songs for their own sort of singing, the repertoire to sing. And he started to dig in, and um, so we we were both interested in that type of thing, and, and lots more people too at that stage. Just not just the two, but there were lots as well. And then we start going around to Flannagan and stuff like that, and um, and uh, hearing these songs. And it was that there that one of these black girls in in Boyle in County Roscommon that he came across um, a traveller singer um, called John Riley, and um, uh, just by chance. It was a music session and he left the music session to have a wander around the town. I went into a pub and it was quiet enough and there was a, a traveller man and he was singing some songs and Tom realised that these were very, very old songs and he went and he came back and we went down and listened to him and then later on he got managed to acquire a tape recorder and got himself up to Bile and recorded these songs uh, that this man had and but not all of them but some of them and then um, when he came back then people realised how important this man was John Riley. Yeah, he, he had he had a song called "The Well Below the Valley," which is a very very old a, a classic ballad, sort of a hundred years old that had never been recorded for a hundred and fifty years. And there was this man in Roscommon in in, in nineteen sixty four sixty five singing this song. Amazing. Yeah, and and how many of John Riley's songs did he record? I think 39. There were more. Um, there was a whole story there about um, John was in very poor health. Like It's astonishing. When I met him, I thought he was an old man. But when he died, he was only 41 years of age. God. But um, he had, had lived a very sort of tough life on the road as a traveller and settled in Boyle. But um, uh, 39, uh, himself and a man called D.K. Wilgus, who came to Ireland, a, a professor of ethnomusicology at the University of Los Angeles, and he came and he decided that um, they would go down and record. And he did some recording with John Riley there at that time. But then um, he was a little bit not under the weather. So they left him. They said to come back again. But when they came back the second time, they found him uh, very, very ill in, in the sort of a house that he lived on. A very really broken down house in Boyle that he lived in. And they took him to the hospital and they they sort of left him there. And then when they come back later, um, uh, they, they discovered that he was actually dead. You know? Oh, God. Oh God, tragic. That's, that's but it was tragic. A, there, was a, there was a huge, uh, well, we, we sort of suspect that's a huge amount of, um, of uh, 
songs and folklore that John would have been able to sort of impart to us that just disappeared at that stage. Yeah. But that, that was the start of his of his interest because he then uh, was uh, recruited by a man called Brendan Branner um, from the from the Department of uh, Education. And uh, they started uh, a, a program in 1971 to decide if there was enough English language song to merit uh, 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 an effort to record it all. And he was one of the people who recorded at the time. And then finally went on to become a folk, a full-time folk song collector with the Department of Folklore in UCD. Yeah, and and like, I, and I read out that 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 Tom would go down to towns and he like he troll, he'd ask around pubs, but <laughs> oftentimes. <laughs> They'd say, well, actually, we don't have uh, uh, music in this pub, but we know a fella who lives down the road and you can knock up to him kind of thing. Yeah, he, well, he, he was um, he was a very, very sharp, uh, sharp cookie, Tom. He was um, like, uh, Tom was, was, was an autodide. Like, he left school at 15, like, and um, he went to work in, in, in a knitting factory. But um, he, he was a voracious reader, fantastic. And um, he was self-educated and he p- picked up on things very, very quickly. And he used to go to these towns and he sort of asked, does anyone know old songs? Now, sometimes you would get um, somebody thinking, does your mother come from Ireland and stuff and all like that. But eventually he would get the good songs and people would start to say, you know, I know what you're looking for. And he would sing them for him then, you know, yeah. and he recorded them. It's a fantastic amount of work he did. He did them um, in 1978. He moved himself and his family to Milton Malbay in County Clare. And um, uh, and he did a huge amount of work down there. Two particular people that he recorded down there was a man called Tom Lenehan, a great singer from Knockback, and a fantastic musician called Junior Crehan. And um, uh, he recorded, he published books on both of those, The Mount Colin Garland by Tom Lenehan and Junior Crehan of Bonavilla um, about, Tom, about Junior Crehan. Yeah. And you can, nowadays, like there are songs that he basically rescued. Uh, yeah. uh, that, 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 like, singers that people would be familiar with today are performing. Well, you have all these the young people. It's fantastic that there has been a whole um, sort of a revival. This is another mini-revival. Uh, right, right since the early part of the 20th century, folklorists have been saying that this thing is dying out. But every year, every sort of 30 or 40 years, there seems to have a new revival. And we have it now with Lancome and Lisa O'Neill and you Vagabonds. And they're all um, going back to the to the well, listening to these old songs and reinventing them. And it's, they, they're singing them. I may not uh, quite enjoy the way some of them sing them, <laughs> but that's what's going to happen. Like folk music inevitably will reinvent itself all the time. Yeah. During his life, do you think that he got enough recognition for the tremendous amount of work he did? Um, sadly, probably not. Although he did, he was he was awarded a doctorate by the University College of Galway, National University in Ireland, Galway, in two thousand and seven, just before he died. But um, like he's probably one of the amongst the start of the cognoscenti, he would be very well known. But outside the general population, few people would have would have um, knowledge of Tom Munley. Christy Moore certainly would have an awful lot of knowledge about Tom because Christy went to Tom and um, and they, they, they were great friends as we were all were in those days, you know. Yeah, and at the, at the moment, Jerry, are you in the process of compiling a book? We are. There's a book. Um, there's three of us are in the in in the process of compiling um, everything. Tom did lots of lectures and and presentations on folk songs all over the place. Um, right right through 
to his life. And we're gathering them all together and um, and editing them. And it'll be, we hope to have it out next year. And it'll be a fairly substantial book. And at that stage, we would like to think that everything that he ever um, put out there about folk song will be there for everyone to read and for prosperity. Yeah. And he, he, I, Tom was, is a dub originally. Was he? Where, where oh, he is from Crumlin, as am I. Yeah. <laughs> as <laughs> right. am I. Listen, just because you're a dub doesn't mean you can't be interested in folk music. Oh, no, folk not at songs. all. No, I was, I just, just uh, uh, Monday. <laughs> Is, uh, uh, is more kind of a West of Ireland name. He is, a... his, his father was from Mayo. Ah, his right. Was originally from Mayo. Well, you know what? Lots of Munleys in, in Mayo still. Oh, they're absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and my grandma, uh, my grandmother's people were Munleys. So. Um, oh my God. Uh, okay. So uh, we were probably related then. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jerry, thanks a million for talking to us today. John, uh, you're very welcome, and I'm delighted, delighted to talk to you. And uh, as I said, anything we could do to make Tom Munley more well known is what is what we're out to do. Absolutely, Jerry. Happy Christmas to you. Thanks a million. Uh, Many was, happy returns, Sean. Slan. Yeah, Slan. That was uh, Jerry O'Reilly there, uh, Tom Munley's friend and brother-in-law, and uh, that. Uh, documentaries on TG Cahar uh, on Christmas Eve. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.